When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. And good evening, everybody. Welcome, indeed, to another edition of the ACHA Power Play. We are live here on the Captain Lou Sports Network on YouTube. And, of course, we are powered up by the Belly Up Network of Podcasts, bellyupsports.com. Check us out for all the latest and greatest. Our lineup of podcasts that we have, I'll tell you, we got a great group of guests, or a great group of podcasters. Check out, for example, 1420 Sports Podcast. I happen to have the pleasure of being with them on Monday night talking about the Detroit Tigers and baseball season right around the corner. But speaking of right around the corner, it is we are eight days away, less than eight days away from puck drop for the 2023 ACHA National Championships live from Marlboro, Massachusetts, just outside of Boston. Three men's divisions, two women's divisions. It all commences on March the 16th with uh, four of the five divisions dropping the puck on Thursday. Then the D2 for the men start on Friday. But, boy, we've got a uh, an exciting time coming up for uh, the ACHA. All the hard work, six months of uh, play that began right around Labor Day is uh, all going to commence next Wednesday and Thursday – next Thursday, rather, for the beginning of the national championships. And, boy, I can't wait – I'm going to be there. We are going to be there with our nightly ACHA wrap-up show, ACHA Tonight. Uh, we're going to give you a complete wrap-up of all the day's events, all the scores, all the highlights. Um, we will get you up to date on all the brackets where everybody stands in all five tournaments. The women's D1 starts uh, on Thursday, March the 16th, and we're going to be joined at uh, about 7.15 tonight by the head coach of Arizona State, Lindsay Ellis is going to join us as they kick off their campaign, their national tournament hopes. They get the opening matchup on that uh, Thursday, the 16th. I believe the puck drops at 11.15 Eastern time. So they're going to be, uh, Lindsay's going to join us. And then yesterday I had a chance to sit down and talk to uh, 
the head coach of the University of Kentucky, uh, Tim Pergram, as uh, their team is uh, getting ready on the D2 side to uh, begin pool play as uh, they look uh, to get their quest going for a chance at a championship in Division II to try to unseat the two-time defending national champions, that being the uh, University of Mary, the, the uh, Marauders. So a lot to talk about tonight. We're going to go through all five of the brackets. We're going to give you an up-to-date list of the pools, uh, the bracketed uh, tournaments in D1 and for the men and the women. And, uh, you know, we're going to go through it all here tonight. It's it's an exciting time. It really is with, uh, you know, the ACHA's version of March Madness. And I'm very blessed uh, to be a part of that as well. Um, wanted, we're also excited to introduce to you a sponsor, a new sponsor to the program here on uh, the Belly Up Network, uh, Mailer Brothers Golf. You can use the you can use the uh, promo code uh, to go to mailerbrothers.com or .com rather and uh, use the promo code BELLYUP for a 15% discount. Check out their website. They got a complete list of uh, or a complete selection of polos, louder, a little more subdued. The subdued part maybe kind of like my golf game. So check out uh, mailerbrothers.com, a complete uh, array of uh, clothing, tumblers, you name it. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that in the broadcast tonight. So again, we want to uh, thank everybody for joining us here tonight on the broadcast here on Captain Lou Sports Network. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, send us an email, sweetlou1965 at yahoo.com. You can follow us on Facebook on the Captain Lou Extravaganza or follow me uh, individually, Lewis Gamlin, or drop me a note on Twitter. Follow me there at the real Captain Lou, and we will definitely get back to you. Appreciate everybody that sends me the emails. Uh, it's always great uh, with banner back and forth on that as well. So a lot to talk about tonight. As, as we mentioned, let's uh, let's get right into the D1 matchup, shall we? With see if we can't know up here real quick. All right, let me see if I can find those, and uh, we'll share that on the screen. That's the beauty. I tell you, I'm getting used to this, but uh, let's see if we can't bring up again. Like I said, the uh, women's D1 uh rank or the schedule here maybe i can't find it on here let me take a look real quick here uh i thought i had it all set up here apparently not um but anyways we can talk about it real quick let's get to that uh screen right now um coming up at 11 actually i was wrong with the time it's 10 a.m. on Thursday, the 16th, and it's going to be Maryville, the number six seed, going up against Arizona State, the number seven seed. And then right after that at 1 o'clock, it's going to be McKendry, the eight seed, against uh, Indiana Tech, the five seed. And then at uh, 4 o'clock, Adrian College, a power in Division One for the women over the years. They're going to take on the University of Michigan. So an in-state rivalry matchup right there, two very good teams out of the state of Michigan in Division One for the women. And then the nightcap on Thursday is going to be Minot State against Miami. Now, the women's D1 is a little bit different than the men's D1. This is a double elimination tournament. So one of the uh, perks or uh, I guess the caveat or whatever you want to call it is if you win, you're going to get the day off on Friday. And so the losers will then battle it out 
um, on uh, Friday. And then, uh, so there'll just be two games on Friday. Uh, the second lowest ranked loser from day one will take on the second highest ranked day one loser. And then the highest ranked day one loser will take on the lowest ranked day one loser. Uh, those will be played at 10 a.m. and then at 1 a.m. And then finally on Saturday, the winner's bracket teams will do battle with the, the, the lowest seeds and so on. And then it's going to be number two Midland and number one Liberty finally getting to skate on Saturday. The perks of being the top two seeds, they get all the realistically, if they make it to the championship and they win it, they're only going to have to play three games. But I'll tell you, Liberty, I think they're going for five in a row, at least four anyways. They're the number one seed. Midland, they're the number two seed. They played some good games against Liberty in the past, some tough ones. So that's going to be interesting to see how those two teams battle out. And then on Sunday, you're down to the final four. And then on Monday, the 20th, that's the championship game. And that's going to be at 1 o'clock on Monday afternoon. That's in uh, women's Division One. So uh, now the women's D2 bracket is kind of a pool play setup, just like in men's D2 and men's D3. See if we let's try it again to see if we can't uh, bring that one up. Okay, there we go. I think we can do this. There we go. Let's run down the pool standings, and you can see Assumption Navy, North Dakota State, and Northeastern. They uh, will be in Pool A. Pool B, you've got Villanova, Dakota College, Central Michigan, and Niagara. Pool C, this is going to be an interesting one. There are a couple of really good teams in this pool. Assiniboine, the two-time defending national champions. Adrian College, they know what it's like to taste the uh, championship uh, champagne, if you will, for lack of a better word. They're in that pool along with Vermont and Michigan State. And then Pool D, this is going to be an interesting one too. Sioux College, they haven't lost this year. They're undefeated. Um, they have got, uh, they've got some stellar numbers. Their goaltending numbers are staggering. I think last I checked, I think both goaltenders, their goals against are both under one. Then you've got Delaware and Rowan in that pool. So each team will play three games in pool play um, on uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then on Sunday, they have their semifinals. The winner of Pool A, I believe, will play Pool D. And then the winners of B and C will go at it with each other. And then on uh, Monday at 10 a.m. is the championship round, championship game for the women's D2. So, yeah, that's just the women's divisions right there as both teams uh, or both those divisions are getting set. And, you know, it's it, like I said, it, it really is. It's going to it's going to be a lot of great hockey. If you are in the Boston area on March the 15th or March the 16th through the 21st at any time, I highly recommend you get out to Marlboro and all the events are going to be in the same facility. It's an eight rink setup at the uh, New England uh, Ice Center. Uh, you can walk through. You can pick any games you want. Uh, it's $25 per day for the uh, daily pass or $65 for the uh, tournament pass. So again, you know, it's a bar. If you're going to be there all weekend, highly recommend that, but it's going to be a great atmosphere. This will be my seventh year doing the national broadcast and every year it gets bigger and better. Never. We've been to Columbus. We've been to Dallas. We've been to St. Louis. Um, it's great how the NHL, 
is kind of helping out with this a little bit with, uh, you know, getting the sponsorship or not the sponsorship, but getting the word out, working hand in hand with the ACHA. My hat's off to uh, Craig Barnett and uh, um, Dave Kurtz and everybody behind the scenes as well. Uh, they've been the masterminds behind it, uh, really doing a great job getting everything set up. Uh, you know, they're, they're ready to go. You know, they're just dotting the I's and crossing the T's. And so, you know, it, it's it's fun to see all the teams together, all the hard work that they put in, you know, over the years, since back at, in, since back in August. You know, we say it every week, my goodness. Six months ago, we were thinking, okay, it'll get here first. Let's get through you know, the first couple of months and then get through the first semester. And then boom, the marathon turned into the sprint because after, you know, after Christmas, a lot of the teams take that month off, you get into January, then it's go time. A lot of the teams maybe had a month left to play and then boom, there we go. It's time for regionals in division two for the men. And then the women have their conference tournaments, automatic bids at stake, the men's conference tournaments, kind of how it shook up a little bit in uh, some of the D1 schools, D3 even, you know, getting the automatic births. So, and then, of course, we talked last week, and, you know, we'll talk to uh, Tim Pergram about it. You'll get to listen his thoughts on the regional tournaments. It's, those are kind of a precursor to the national tournament. You got to win, you know, a couple of the teams that advanced in the men's D2, they had to win three games in three days just to get through the gauntlet. You know, all that worked for Division Two, you had two teams in each region. They got the automatic burst being the top two teams, but then you had three through 14 duking it out for the chance at the last two spots in each region just to get an opportunity to, uh, you know, to get that uh, chance to uh, go to Boston and experience it. And, you know, I could tell you stories about some of the teams that have gotten knocked out that were really th- – some great quality teams. I've seen it a lot at the D3 level, you know, with uh, Hope College back in the day, back in 2017. We thought they were going to go, and they got beaten double overtime. You get it run up against a hot goaltender in regionals, all, and it's all it takes. And so, you know, this, and of course, uh, Sioux College a couple of years back, going to D2 after winning D3, really thought that uh, they were going to be on their way to a, crown in uh, division two and they got upset in overtime uh, last year in the qualifiers. So yeah, it's uh, you know, it really is. uh, It just makes to add the excitement of the tournament. And again, for a lot of these kids, this is their last shot in uh, you know, in high, you know, in organized hockey at the collegiate level, you get one or two, maybe a handful of guys that will, uh, toil maybe a little bit in uh, minor league hockey, but, you know, for a lot of them, this is it. You know, they go for the education for a lot of these schools and uh, they get a chance to prolong their career after juniors or whatnot. So they leave it all out there. And, you know, you, you see it, you know, the old cliche, you see the thrill of victory, but a lot of times you see that agony of defeat and it, 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 it is heartbreaking sometimes it really is, but you know, that's uh that's kind of the fun of this tournament and you get to li- get to meet a lot of interesting uh, people, a lot of parents, you know, just the coaches. And this is why I do it because I get the privilege to broadcast the games. I'll be there. Please stop and say hi. If you see me out there walking around, um, 
come up to me and just uh, say, Hey, Captain Lou, man, it's great to meet you. And or whatever, you know, tell me I'm full of it, whatever. Would love to talk and meet with as many people as I can. That's try to get to talk to as many coaches. I talk to a lot of them here on the show throughout the year. You know, everybody is so gracious with their time calling, you know, while they're in the midst of, uh, um, you know, getting ready for nationals or for the season. You know, a lot of the teams have practice at night, odd hours, taking time out. And for that, I say thank you. I really do appreciate it. So, anyways, let's uh, let's get to wrestling right now, and uh, let's uh, bring in our first guest here tonight. Um, she is from Arizona State. First time on the show, a fellow participant in the national tournament, Lindsay Ellis. Lindsay, thanks for taking time out tonight. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? I'm great. Hey, first off, uh, want to say congratulations on. Uh, making the national tournament uh excited for you and your ladies thank you so much it's definitely an exciting time for us so um you know first off you had a great run this season uh getting to the national tournament i i looked at your streak right in your last 10 9 0 and 1 heck of a run to get it so far yeah i mean i think the second semester we really came together and you know even through injuries we were able to make it happen so um, you know, we're really proud of the group that we have this year. What uh, What do you think has been the, the the biggest success or story, for lack of a better word, for you to make it uh, on this run to nationals? I think it's more so our culture. Um, we've always had great skill and, you know, a lot of tier one and transfer players coming to ASU. Um, but this is kind of the first year that we solidified our culture and solidified that, um, we were a team that wanted to win a national championship. Now, is this now? If I'm mistaken here, please correct me. The program started in 2016, correct? Yes, correct. Is this your first trip to nationals? It is. Yes. Wow! How how exciting is that? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, I, we were always kind of like an underdog, being so far west and having to travel so yeah. much. Um, you know, it's, it's been a fun ride to get here. I will say, you know, I, I get a chance to talk to a few coaches out your way. Uh, and I marvel at how successful you are when you've got to travel so far, you know, I mean, you don't just get to fly a private jet and get off the plane and the, and the charter bus takes you to the rink. A lot of times you got to travel in buses and vans for hours upon hours how difficult is that for your team? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a, a hurdle that most teams don't have to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially when you're looking at ACHA D1 teams. I, like, literally half the league is it. So, um, you know, obviously they can get in their own cars and drive 20 minutes and <laughs> play at opponents. And we're having to fly and drive a few hours just to get to the city we even get to. So, Obviously, it's just another hurdle, but we don't know any difference. So um, I guess we don't think much of it now. <laughs> well, there you go. We're joined uh, by Lindsay Ellis, the head coach of uh, Arizona State. They have punched their ticket to the national tournament. They actually, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you your gals get to play the first game of the whole tournament, 10 o'clock Eastern time next uh, Thursday against uh, Maryville. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. All eyes will be on you for at least an hour or so. So 
not trying to add any extra any extra uh, nerves or anything to you. <laughs> no, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> so um, we talk about how it is to travel. I, I know being at Arizona State, that's uh, is it is it easier to schedule games for having teams to come to you guys because it is a nice area? Is that does that make any sense? Yeah, I mean, we definitely get a lot of requests for January games. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously that doesn't always work out. Uh, we had a few games canceled this year because the team um, couldn't get to us because of the snowstorm that they had. Oh. So obviously that doesn't always work out for people to come in our winter. But um, yeah, it's, it, it kind of works both ways. We have to have a far travel day and so do they. So um, I, I wouldn't necessarily say anything's easier. Well, I want to uh, talk a little bit now uh, about your team leaders. Um, I look at uh, Mason Walker, Sidney Paulson, Amelia Smith, right up there, and uh, Cameron Kozak, uh, you know, the four top scorers. Uh, what do they bring, um, you know, besides the goal scoring? Uh, you know, are they quick? Uh, talk a little bit about them if you could. Yeah, Mason and Sydney are both transfers. Uh, Mason actually won a national championship at Plattsburgh. So okay. uh, kind of just having that veteran presence from Mason and Sydney is really important for, um, you know, our whole team all of just understanding the significance of, you know, winning a national championship and things like that. That's really important. And then Amelia and Cameron are freshmen. And, um, you know, there's always – this kind of stigma in girls hockey that it kind of takes them a little bit adjusted, but our freshmen have fit right in and honestly have been um, some game changers with, for our program. You know, and I also look at the back end. I have yet to meet a coach that says success doesn't, you know, success begins with uh, good goaltending and defense. And I look at, you know, Carson Hellman and Haley McClellan, uh, they've combined to really help get you guys, your gals to where you need to be. Some uh, it looks like they both have really good seasons. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's really important that not only we trust them, but the girls trust them as well. And they're able to, you know, play exactly how they want to play. Not to worry about what's happening back end, which is really important. And I suppose it makes like for the goaltending, for example, it makes your job a little bit easier. You don't have to worry about if you start either one then, right? <laughs> yep. Makes their job a little bit easier. <laughs> So I have to ask you, I was looking at your roster and, you know, it was funny as I was talking to uh, the coach of Northeastern, uh, the men's coach last week and everybody, I think it was Northeastern or uh, one of them, or New Hampshire, and every player was from New England. And I look at your roster and my goodness, it's a cornucopia from all over North America. That's amazing that uh, where you've drawn the girls from. Yeah, I mean, it's funny when we all get to the coaching conference every year in Florida and uh -huh. people are like, how did you get all of these <laughs> It's just, I mean, we're kind of North America's team. I mean, we have girls from, I think, 14 states and then a few different provinces. So, um, yeah, we really are a North American team. Who wouldn't want to play hockey in a beautiful uh uh atmosphere like Arizona State where the temperature is so nice this time of year, huh? Absolutely. Yep. So um Lindsay, I know you guys your your gals are uh you know you're a week away. 
Um, I know you, I, you won your conference, I believe, but what, uh, what do you work on right now with a week to go before, I mean, in practice, is there something that you think you might need to tweak to be a little bit better or what do you work on just to kind of keep them fresh before you get out to Boston? Yeah, I mean, it's nothing, you know, we're not introducing any new concepts. We we're, we kind of hone in on being a structured team, and that's kind of what we've um, repeated all season long is that our structure is going to win games. So uh, we we did a little film last week and kind of just, you know, toning up where we need to. Other than that, just kind of good hard practices. So do you, do you, are, do you worry about, do you scout Maryville or do you just – work on playing your own game yeah i mean obviously we did watch film on people and there's parts of their game that we have to adjust to in comparison to um you know the weaker western teams that we play so obviously there's that adjustment but otherwise you know we still have um our own structure that we want to keep no matter what team we're playing um no i gotta i have to ask you too i know you're you were a champion as a coach or as a player i mean uh, with Miami, um, how hard of a transition was it from becoming being a player to being a coach? Um, I think my answer might be a little different than others. I was um, 22 years old first year, so um, you know I was fresh out of being a player and kind of losing that identity as a player and transition to the other side <laughs> a bit, especially you know. I, I have a very high compete level, so that was a little difficult for me, especially going in and losing a lot of games as a first-year team. So um, I would say I probably could have had a better transition looking back, but hindsight's always twenty twenty. Well, yeah, I mean, that – I mean, I, I'm glad you didn't give up or anything, but, you know, like you say, when you go to winning and into that, uh, were there times you thought, what the heck am I doing? Yeah, there's definitely times where, you know, it, 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 it's easy to throw in the towel, but it's much harder to continue to push through. But, you know, times are getting a little bit easier now. <laughs> what was it like winning that championship as a player? It was amazing. I mean, that first year that we went um, at Miami was our first year in the national tournament. Wow. Um, we won both things. So, you know, kind of just going in, my girls, you know, made sure they knew that just because that this is their first time at national does you can't take it off it's definitely happened before so um i kind of just want to share experience with them and kind of tell them we can do this and it's definitely possible has i know you've only been out of the game as far as a player for uh seven years maybe or whatever but has the game changed at all in that short a period of time was going from now as a coach yeah i mean i think it's grown a lot more especially with, um, you know, just the number of girls that are playing now. Okay. I mean, it's almost a whole decade now. So I do think the skill is um, higher from when I was playing. And also there's just, it's more competitive in terms of recruiting and obviously the transfer portal. So there's a lot more division <laughs> one than three players within um, the ACHA now. And Liberty beat one of the D3 teams this year, like, 12 to nothing or something. So yeah. 
I mean, the ACHA D1 for women is growing so quickly. It's it's sometimes outgrowing Division Three. You know, I, that's a great point. And I've watched some of the D3 games um, and then at NCAA level. And, you know, I watching um, teams up here in the Midwest at the women's ACHA, I, when I first started watching it, I couldn't believe how good it was. And it has gotten better since then, even if that's hard, you know, if that's possible. And my hat's off to how you've grown the game, helped grow the game. It really, it's a fun product to watch. Absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely changed a lot. And it's, it's exciting to see that it's continuing to grow and every year our freshmen get better. And that's kind of just a testament to how girls hockey is growing all over the country. So are you going to get a chance to practice up in Boston when you get there? Or are you just going to go and, uh, head out on Thursday morning? Nope. We, uh, we made sure we kind of looked at flights and had a discussion with our captains on if we wanted to get there the night before or get there basically two days early because it takes us all day to get there. So we decided that we wanted to have a practice there. So that was important for us to be able to experience every part of nationals. So we'll get there a day early, be able to practice and check things out. Yeah, and get used to the time change because what is that? Seven a.m. local time puck drop. Um, it's two hours. Oh, right two now. hours. I, yeah. God, no, definitely a time change. <laughs> you think I should know that my stepson lives down there, and so I, you think I'd know that by now? Wow. Well, you know what, uh, Lindsay, this has been a treat. I really appreciate. I know you're very busy. I really appreciate you coming on the show tonight. I get actually, I get the privilege of uh, broadcasting your game out of the shoot on that Thursday, the 16th. So I am really looking forward to it. Uh, good luck. Uh, again, I appreciate you taking time out tonight. Safe travels, and I hope I get to meet you in person out there in Boston. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me on. You bet. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you. All right. Lindsay Ellis, the head coach of uh, Arizona State, the uh, women's D1 program. They have their ticket punches. I mentioned they get to start right out of the shoot. They get uh, the opening game on Thursday morning, first broadcast. All the games are going to be on hockey TV, by the way. Uh, and uh, you'll get, you when you subscribe to that, you will get all of the games you can watch, you know, on demand if there's something you missed. And uh, again, there's some great hockey. And, and Lindsay's absolutely right. The level of play is just phenomenal. And you get, uh, um, the way it's grown over the years and you're they they do compete with the d3 women in the ncaa and in my opinion i think they're just as good if not better and uh again uh really looking forward to bringing their being a part of the acha tournament uh with the women's side as well and again we want to remind everybody that we will be doing our nightly recap shows here on the acha power play acha tonight on the captain lou sports network on youtube uh, we'll go through all the scores. We'll give you all the updates, all the brackets, the standings, you name it. Make sure you check it out. It'll be live right after the last game each night, and it'll also be downloaded on our YouTube channel. You can watch it at any time, and I'll make sure to have it on my social media pages. You can see it right there on the bottom, Captain Lou Extravaganza Facebook page um, or on Twitter at Real Captain Lou. It'll be live there as well. So well, we want to thank Lindsay Ellis for joining us here tonight, the head coach of Arizona State. They will be playing at Marysville right out of the shoot, 10 o'clock Eastern time, right on Hockey TV. We're going to talk to uh, 
after this uh, short message, we're going to uh, take a listen and take a watch to the interview that we did with uh, Tim Pergram, the head coach of the Kentucky Wildcats. Their uh, men's D2 team is all set to go as they punch their ticket through the Southeast Regional Tournament, the three seed out of that region. So they had to win two games in two nights to uh, get to the uh, national tournament. But first, this message from Mayor Bro- Mailer Brothers Golf, you know, we all want to look good on the golf course, but it often comes at the expense of feeling good, right? Well, yeah, I need all the help I can get. Mailer Brothers Golf has polos that looks good and feels good. With their lightweight and stretchy material that hugs your body if you want, you will feel cool while looking just as cool. And for me, I tell you, I need it. Like I said, with my golf game, you know, it's getting a little better, but, you know, it doesn't hurt to look good. Their polls are guaranteed to make you look better, but it's up to you or me to golf better. But, hey, if you look better, the confidence, it might give you a stroke or two better. Instead of getting that 40, you might get a 38 for nine holes. Who knows? On a hot summer day on the golf course, there's no polo that would you would rather wear than a Mailer Brothers Golf Signature Polar. Polo. Mailer Brothers Golf has a large catalog of polos with designs for those who want a loud design or others for those who just want a subtle and sleek looking design. They also have fun t-shirts, hats, tumblers, and so much more to make your golfing experience that much better. And hey, use the belly up code, or the I'm sorry, use the promo code belly up for a 15% discount when you check out mailerbrothers.com. It's right there on the bottom of the screen. Mailerbrothers.com. Use the promo code BELLYUP for a 15% discount. And again, you can get your golf shirt, your polo to make you look that much better on the golf course. That's MailerBrothers.com. All right, like I said, we had a chance to talk with uh, Tim Pergram. He's the head coach of Kentucky. Their men's D2 program on their way to Boston, and uh, they're getting set to go. Let's take a listen to uh, that interview we conducted actually on Monday here live on the Captain Lou Sports Network, powered up by Belly Up Sports. And uh, we're joined by another coach heading to Boston for the Nationals in Division Two of the men's side, Tim Pergram from the University of Kentucky. Coach, welcome to the show. How are you? Doing outstanding. Thanks for having me on the call. Really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, well, let's get started first with uh, your play in the regionals to qualify. I know that's a tough way to go for anybody. It's win or go home. And uh, really, it was kind of interesting. You uh, you uh, scored in bunches the first day. I think you won 11 to 3. And then you had to come back with a nail biter 2 to 1. Uh, kind of a tale of two different days for you. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, last year we went to regionals, and it's kind of ironic we played Penn there. And we got out a little bit ahead of them. And um, Penn, Penn's, you know, great team. Last year they came back on us and beat us. So we were just happy to be in the regionals. This year we came into the regionals and the uh, boys were a little bit more focused. They knew what they needed to do. We played a, a pretty tough schedule. And we jumped out uh, to a pretty quick lead on them in the third. We changed a couple of things up in our in our defensive uh, pressure. And we uh, beat them 13-3. to three. And... Um, we kind of tried to pull off a little bit, um, but the boys were uh, they were they were jumping now. Second game year, you hit the nail on the head. We jumped out on uh, UNC very quickly, but they've got a great coach in Jeff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff does an outstanding job down at UNC. We played them earlier in the year, 
same thing. Uh, we jumped out on them one game. The other game was a little tighter, so we knew they were going to be ready to play. And they've got Joe in the, the net there. He's six foot five, just <laughs> beast. He's huge, and he, just they've got a really good quality team. And I always enjoy playing them. And NC State both uh, will be playing them again next year as well. So you're on to Boston, but you had a really good regular season too, Coach. I think 26 wins, which is ranks right up there with some of the team at the top of uh, Division Two and all of uh, the ACHA. What was uh, what was some of the keys to your success to such a good season? Well, you know, um, we were real, we, we actually went 27 and six. Oh, 27. Yeah, you know, we, we set the, the record for the most wins at Kentucky. Um, and it's a 40-year history program. And, you know, we're a young team. This is my youngest team I've had. My average age for my team this year was about 19.4 years wow. of age. Um, so we're young. But we built out from the net. We have just two phenomenal freshman goalies, and Arlie Cutler and Riley Adams. Uh, Riley Allen. Mm-hmm. It was all like they've just been they've been the backstop and built out there. Uh, we've got Gabe Dianico, who is just a phenomenal scorer. Gary Uslack, who we kid is, you know, he's essentially eligible for Medicare. Uh, <laughs> just a proven, proven contender. Brett Quinn. Then we've had this new bunch of energy come in with uh, Tyler Koshman, Jonah Cohn, and um, my, you know, Mark LaRue, uh, who is was at one time the leading freshman scorer in the nation in D2. Wow. And, I mean, we've just been blessed with some very talented freshmen. Jackson Good. I mean, then we have guys coming in like Michael Supan who can play either forward or D4. It's a 6'3", 235 pound. Gives you the options to play in either one. It's a hybrid. So, um, the boys just click. The, mo- the most important thing Lou, they did this year is they balled in. Yeah. And this is a very, very mature group of players and they knew what we wanted this year. You know, it, I, I hear you talk about the size of some of these players. And 6'3", 235 as a defenseman barreling down against him, man, that would scare me. I'll tell you that much. I mean, well, you know, I've got Iman <laughs> Mulcairin, who is 6'4". I've got Tim Burke, that is 6'4". So we've got a 6'5 center coming in next year. We've got a 6'4 defenseman coming in. We've got a possibility of adding a six seven and a six nine player if they can clear through um, Europe. Uh, so I mean, uh, we we're recruiting worldwide right now. It seems we, like we've we've been in, inundated with phone calls from players wanting to uh, come play at the University of Kentucky. So you know, uh, Calipari and Stoops they do very well. And so I should be telling Dr. Capilouto we need some money for the hockey program because we're a hundred percent funded by ourselves. We get zero yeah. from the university. You know, I, and that's one of the things I admire about uh, the ACHA, about teams like yours, uh, coaches. Now, you know, the amount of work that the kids do, you know, you have a team president and all of that uh, to get with the funding and, you know, just the organization. And what a lot of folks don't realize is these, these kids still got to go to class, you know, and it's, their discipline is amazing to me. First semester, we were 3.21 G. We've got a great GM in Ryan Bandaniker who's, you know, looking at grades and talking with them continuously about that. 
Uh, we had 11 on the dean's list. We had four with the perfect 4.0. We've got two graduate students from our program. We've got a couple in law school. We've got one going to med school. We've got numerous engineers. Uh, we've got a couple that have plans to go to med school and dental school. So we are trying to make the total student athlete. Uh, education is foremost in our program. Hockey is uh, down there, but the one thing they're going to do is they're going to get that diploma. Right. Because I love to come eat at their little parties and have all the, the little food. I'll sit over there and just, I essentially just great. <laughs> so they know that, and I'm just as happy as can be to see them do well. And I follow up with a lot of the players that have graduated. I'll call them up and ask how they're doing. We've got Zach Bartuzzi that's working for a large bank in Chicago. Uh, we've got a, uh, another one. Proctor, who's working in Bank of America. We've got uh, Mike DeAngelis that's on Wall Street. So we stay in touch with our kids to make sure they're being good citizens and good, uh, growing up to be good young men and adults. That's amazing. And that's those are the stories I love to hear. And that's, you know, that's why I do this. I love hearing stuff like that. We're joined by Coach Tim Pergram, the head coach of the University of Kentucky. They, are, they have punched their ticket. They went... What I like to say, the hard way, they had to make it through regionals. But, uh, you know, that's not all bad. I guess you get a little taste, Coach, of what it's going to be like in nationals when you've got to uh, play five games in five days to get that crown. Yes, and, uh, you know, we've got uh, St. Thomas, who's a phenomenal team. We've got Mary, that's <laughs> the number one team right now. Right. Rankings, if I'm not mistaken. And then we've got, uh, I think, Bentley, who's also in Bentley, who came through the East. You know, they won out. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, um, you know, as uh, a friend of mine that coaches the Wolfpack said, we've got the murderer's role. Boy. Um, but you got to play the best if you want to be the best. And so we're just, we're thrilled to be in this. It's been 15 years since the University of Kentucky has been to nationals. Um, our, our, our GM has been just raising money every day. Uh, we're close to about $65,000. Wow. Because uh, we had a nine-hour bus ride to D.C. It's about a 17-hour bus ride to Boston. And <laughs> I'm a 60-year-old man. I just can't do that anymore. They have to roll me in and <laughs> lay me on the bench and try to get a chiropractor to, to get me to where I can stand up straight. So well, we're all excited. We've got kids from the Northeast, and this will be the first time that the parents have been able to see them play in a while. Well, I give you credit. We're just going in. We're just excited. I give you credit, Coach, because I'm taking two days to drive over there from Michigan, and it's only 12 and a half hours for me. I'm stopping, I'm stopping in Erie on Tuesday night. I'm 58, so, you know, my hat's off to you for doing that in one day. Well, that's... Um... The ironic thing about that, we, we got back to Lexington at 3 a.m. We came home and slept for about an hour, and I was on a plane out of Cincinnati at 7 a.m. to Orlando for my regular job. So <laughs> I was about half asleep during a lot of the meetings. Uh, it's nine degrees outside, and they had to wake me up a couple of times at lunch. <laughs> but I would do it every. I would do it five days a week and twice on Sunday for these kids. Oh yeah, uh, just uh, they keep me young. Isn't that great? That, that, I love that. Uh, so what do you guys work on you, you, um, since the Nationals were over? I mean, you, now you know who you're playing, obviously. Um, what do you work on in practice uh, to get ready for Nationals next week? Well, you know, you're looking at three dynamic teams. You're yep. looking at teams that are 
they have, all of them have a little bit of a different style. Um, they all have a little bit of a different age to them and tenure. And so we're trying to do particular games. We're going to play the first game. We're taking game one as game one. Right. We're going to game two, game three. What we're working on right now, we'll give the boys a couple of days off to rest up, obviously from the bus ride, have a little downtime. Uh, this is going to be right in, in their spring break, so we're wanting them to be able to be college students. Sure. And have a little fun with some of their friends uh, before we get back on the ice, which we started last Wednesday. We went essentially three days and then we were going to come back in on Sunday but no ice so it's yeah. no ice we'll, we'll hit it again on Tuesday and we'll work a lot on passing shooting just basic system work um, coverage and what zones we're going to be playing we're just doing the basics we, we try to keep it very very simple we've got a few things that uh, we always throw in as a wrinkle held a lot of stuff out this year that we've been working on throughout the year so we, we'll find times that we need to put that in um and, um, this is a good group. This is a very heady group, a very knowledgeable group of hockey players, and they're easy to coach. They're very, very easy to coach. So let me ask you, you've been around the game a while, it sounds like. Uh, what's what's changed in your eyes over the last uh, 10 to 15 years, maybe 20 years, with the game of hockey? Oh, good Lord, just the verbiage the boys use. I mean, <laughs> I have to be around and they look at me like well, what language are you speaking and then i'll write stuff in cursive on the board and they'll ask me what language that's in because i speak a little bit of russian a little bit of spanish and, and they'll just they'll look at me like i'm nuts uh, they've got different terms for everything the social media yeah they all like that tic tac stuff which i don't understand at all they all want to do the snap face stuff which i don't understand and so they finally taught me how to Twitter, and I do that about halfway decent. That's about my length of my stuff. <laughs> and what I have noticed with the kids in this, in this time, you really have to get them to have eye contact with them, and you have to explain why it's important for them to do it. Yeah. Because a lot of them, if you don't break it down to where they understand why it's important, then they, they, they tend not to have the buy-in. So we started to let out very, very early this year with film because the film is a lot. And we would show them stuff on video going, okay, what happened here? What happened here? You're chasing. We're supposed to be playing this system. You're chasing. So that's, that's a couple of the things that we really put in big time to get them to work on. And that's what we've really had to do with this generation. Well, I, you know, it, I, in over the years, what I've seen too is you talked about it earlier. I just can't get over how how much bigger and faster the kids are. You know, you're talking about bringing in uh, guys six seven, six nine, and it just you know, it's just a whole different animal for me compared to you know twenty thirty years ago when you could still be dominant at five ten. You know, Diamico's about 5'9", and he is dominant, but he's oh. about 185 pounds, and he's got the speed, and he's just a Yeah. And a lot of the kids that used to play other sports are shifting back, which is a great thing. Yeah. It's the, 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 it's the true team game, because you have to know who's going for who, who's coming off the ice, and there's And we bring a lot of these 
fringe athletes now that we're choosing baseball or football or basketball are playing hockey and they're falling in love with it. Yeah. So we're, we're very thrilled to have that type of uh, player looking at the University of Kentucky for hockey, but more importantly for Nashville. Yeah. Who is your team growing up, NHL, or who do you favor? Who do you root for now? Um, I'm a winger. I'm a Detroit winger. I'm a Scotty Bowman guy. Oh, I knew I liked you. I knew I liked you a lot. <laughs> that's, that's what I go back to. I'm, I'm an old winger. I go back to Larionov, Kostantinov, Fedorov. Yeah. Uh, those are those are my guys. Uh, Kozlov, uh, the Russian five was just incredible. Scotty, I was able to attend a few of his clinics when I was coming up through the the, the time, and um, he just was able to coach in a different way. Instead mm. of looking at it from a total player, he really taught us how to look at it from a coach. Instead of being on the ice to look at how you have to be able to talk to players when they're coming off to make sure you're both seeing the same thing. So. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a wings guy. Uh, I do love to watch Ovechkin play. Yes, he is he is fun and dynamic to watch play. I was fortunate enough to watch him play three years ago. My wife and I came to D.C. for our honeymoon, and uh, you know we got we got some good seats to watch him play. What a, in person? Wow, he is he is phenomenal. He's a specimen. Oh, He's a specimen for sure. Well, Coach, this has been fun. I appreciate you taking a few minutes out this afternoon to join us. Uh, so uh, if there's any one thing you think that the boys have to work on, maybe to improve on a hair or, or whatever, what do you think that might be? Protecting the house. <laughs> Fair enough. we got to protect the house. we got to protect the house. I mean, three, we look at film. We see where everybody, three-fourths of the goals are scored from. This is essentially... A three fourths of a game of hockey, uh, and we we know you got to protect that house. So we're always preaching that continuously. You can't be leaking out. You can't be essentially trying to be a rabbit, as we call it. Yeah. Uh, you gotta you gotta play two hundred feet of hockey. You gotta be a two way player. That's for everybody. Well, coach, good luck. Uh, you get the first game right out of the shoot on Friday against St. Thomas, eleven o'clock. So you don't have to sit around all day on Friday. Is that an advantage or a disadvantage for you? I think it's an advantage. We're, you know, we're going out early. We're going to practice on Thursday. Okay. Uh, the boys will be jumping ready to go. That's St. Patty's Day. Uh, so I mean, they're all excited about you know, playing St. Patty's Day. Okay, if you're just excited. They're, they're, they're just not wanting to make a uh, visit. They're wanting to make this a uh, big memorial trip. So they're, they're, they're really starting to lock in and get focused right now, which is what we're peaking to do. And we'll see St. Thomas has got a phenomenal team. Mary's phenomenal. Bentley, yeah. every team that's playing right now, yes. they're all good teams. There's no bad teams there. I agree 100%. Well, good luck in that opening game. And, uh, Coach, we really appreciate you taking time out to, to be with us. And uh, hopefully we'll get to meet you in person in Boston and uh, – well, it looks like about nine days. So uh, good luck. And again, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. Look forward to meeting you in person, okay? You bet. All right. That uh, head coach, Tim Pergram from the University of Kentucky, as uh, the Wildcats getting ready for, again, their uh, opening game, which is going to be on uh, Friday. Now, the D2, as uh, we'll see if we can't bring that screen up real quick. Uh, the men's division two, they start out, uh, on Friday, they go Friday, Saturday, Sunday with their pool play. And then on Monday is the semifinals. And uh, 
Tuesday is the championship game. Let's take a look at some of these pools. And you look at some of these, and I got to tell you, you talk about Kentucky. They're in Pool C with the two-time defending national champions, University of Mary. St. Thomas, a very good team at Bentley. <clears throat> Excuse me. They were at the national tournament last year as well. So, you know, they're no stranger. That is a tough pool. All of these pools really are, are very impressive. Liberty and Northeastern and Iowa and Utah State. Wow. I got it. That is a tough, tough pool there as well. Then you look at Pool B. You got Concordia. We're borderline getting an auto bid. They ended up getting the three seed and winning in the West region to get in. UMass, always there in the national tournament. Always right knocking on the door, semifinalist, finalist. And, of course, last year, Bob Brinkworth's team, Florida Gulf Coast, they went to the championship game against Mary, losing in triple overtime. You don't think that they're going to uh, – they've got some scores to settle there. So, while the – that's a huge pool as well. And let's not forget Lindenwood. They're going to be right up there. That's going to be a heck of a matchup. Montana State, UNH, New Hampshire's right there all the time, all every year it seems like. And then Indiana, a very quality program. So, yeah, there's going to be some uh, big, 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 uh, big games in D2 starting on Friday. And, again, it's pool play. They get all guaranteed three games. They take the top pools in uh, or the top team in each pool, and it's going to be A versus D, B versus C in the semis. And I'll have the pleasure of doing those games, and then I'll be on hand for the championship game in Division Two, which will be on uh, Tuesday, uh, the twenty-first. So that's Division Two. Let's see now, real quick, if uh, we can get to the Division One matchups here. See if I can bring that up on the screen here. All right, let's see what we've got here. Maybe, da, 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 is that the right one? I believe I've got the right one there. I do. How about that? All right, Thursday, the 16th, 10-15. So they get the second game right out of the shoot. Grand Valley, the 13 seed, will take on the University of Buffalo, the 20 seed. Then it's Calvin against the Naval Academy, 14 versus 19. Then it's uh, Illinois State against Indiana University of Pennsylvania, 15 versus 18. And then the nightcap on the opening night, it's 16 versus 17, Lawrence Tech and Michigan-Dearborn, both in the Wolverine-Hoosier Athletic Conference. Dearborn got the auto bid out of that conference with uh, winning their postseason tournament. And so then on day two, you see it right there, the teams that get the bye, uh, UNLV, the four seed. They'll get the winner of Buffalo and Grand Valley. Then it's Adrian against the winner of Calvin and the Naval Academy. Then it's Ohio. They're going to get the winner of Illinois State and IU of Pennsylvania. And then it's going to be Minot State against uh, the winner of Dearborn and Lawrence Tech. Then on Saturday, you've got Liberty against Pitt. And you've got Central Oklahoma against Arizona. Then you've got Jamestown and Niagara. And then in the nightcap, you get Indiana and Maryville. And then on Sunday, you get all the winners. You get the gist. Single elimination in men's D1. There is no double elimination. It's win or go home. And that's what makes the stakes that much higher in each of these opening games. We always usually get one upset in Division One. Who's going to get, you know, who's going to come through 
one of the higher seeds to make it maybe to uh, Sunday. That's going to be very, very fun to find out. A lot of great games coming up. Man, it's, it's, it's such a fun tournament. It really is. And so those are the D1 matchups. Now, um, finally, in uh, D3, let's see if we can't uh, bring up the pools for uh, D3 as uh, we take a look at those games coming up. All right. We've got that. Here we go. Let's start with Pool A. The two-time defending national champion, Hope Flying Dutchman. They're going to take on Central Michigan. Then you've got Missouri taking on uh, the Air Force Academy. Then in Pool B, it's going to be Notre Dame, Grand Valley, Purdue, and Calvin. Pool C. This one, I think, is one of the more difficult ones, just by looking at it right now. Uh, you got Michigan and Arkansas, Florida Gulf Coast, no stranger to the national tournament scene, and Oakland back in the national tournament scene as well. Oakland, a rich history in both D1 and D3, but in D3, they had a heck of a run in the 2010s, making it to the championship game, winning the championship game in 16, getting to the championship game in 18. A heck of a run for that team. Michigan and Arkansas, we know their history. Two years ago, they beat, they played each other in the semifinals. They played again last year. You know, Arkansas getting to the championship game. Last year, Arkansas lost in the semis. Wow. I mean, this is going to be a heck of a matchup. And in Pool D, Lawrence Tech, Saginaw Valley, Missouri State, and Indiana. Boy, all these pools are amazing. And Last weekend, we had a little precursor for, I don't know if it's going to be a preview of the national tournament semifinals. I know a lot of the schools don't want to hear this in Division Three, but they had the uh, Vezina Cup tournament, which is the trophy for the Michigan Collegiate Hockey Association. The two semifinals, Michigan and Grand Valley, which is a rematch of semis in 2019 and 2022, which Michigan and Grand Valley split, they played in one semifinal, and it was Hope and Saginaw Valley in the other. Hope came back from a 3-1 deficit Friday night and beat Grand Valley by the score of 4-3. And then it was Michigan and uh, – I'm sorry, uh, Michigan and Grand Valley in the other semifinal. It went to overtime, and um, Dominic Stankowitz – the goaltender for Grand Valley. I've got a video that's on my personal Facebook page and it's on my YouTube or my uh, my uh, um, Twitter handle at the real Captain Lou. That save that Stankowitz made just to save it in regulation was the best save that I've seen in person all year. But uh, Michigan ended up winning that in overtime, two to one. And then in the rematch of last year's championship game, Hope beat Michigan 3-1. Is that going to be a preview for the national championship? Because in D3, we all know the story. It's been the Michigan schools 13 out of the last 14 years winning the national championship. Sioux College being the last to win it and uh, the only other one to win it in 2019. So there you go. Wow. That's going to do it tonight. We are, the next time we talk, we'll be in Boston next week. Wednesday night, we're going to have a preview show from the rink. And then, boom, there we go. The national tournament is going to start a week from tomorrow. It's been such a fun ride this year, but it's going to get that much more fun. It's going to be an absolute blast. 
and I am blessed and honored to be a part of the broadcast on Hockey TV. All the games will be on Hockey TV. It starts Thursday next week, 10 a.m. with the women's D1 matchups. Of course, the first game out of the shoot, Lindsey Ellis's team, the head coach of Arizona State, who joined us, they get Maryville, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And then the, every other division starts except for D2 on Thursday. D2 starts their run on Friday, and they go straight through until Tuesday. So, again, if you're in the Boston area, you want to see some great college hockey, make sure you stop, stop on out to the New England Ice Center, and you're going to see some great ACHA caliber championship caliber hockey. Three men's divisions, two women's divisions, 16th through the 21st. Stop on out. If you see me there roaming around, please say hi. Stop by and say hello. Would really appreciate it. So, again, we want to thank Lindsay Ellis, the head coach of Arizona State's women's ACHA D1 team, for joining us tonight. And, of course, Tim Pergram, the head coach of Kentucky's men's D2 program, for joining us as well. And also, as always, we want to thank you, the viewer, for taking time out tonight to be with us. As we are geared up, we're psyched, we're pumped, you name it. The Nationals are here. One week from tonight, we'll be in Boston for our preview show. Then it kicks off on Thursday. And again, a reminder, we will be here each night of Nationals with a wrap-up show, the ACHA Power Play, well, the ACHA Tonight, whatever you want to call it. We'll be there, and we'll be live right after the last game. And then you can watch the uh, on-demand version on our YouTube channel, the Captain Lou Sports Network. So, again, thanks for joining us tonight. We want to thank uh, Belly Up Sports. We're powered up by Belly Up, the network of podcasts. Check out bellyupsports.com for all the latest articles. We've got a great uh, a great bunch of writers. They do just a phenomenal job. Don't get enough credit. Check out our uh, lineup of podcasts there as well. We've got a lot of great people with a lot of fun shows. We're going to have more fun than any of them next week, right here nightly on the uh, ACHA Power Play, live from Boston next week for the 2023 National Tournament wrap-up show each night. And that is the 2023 ACHA National Championships. All right, everybody. Until then, Captain Lou saying keep your heads up, keep your sticks down, keep your feet moving, and as always, keep your minds open. See you next week live in Boston for the ACHA National Championships and the wrap-up show here on the Captain Lou Sports Network and the ACHA Power Play. So long.